Hello and welcome to Crystal Core Radio, episode 85. Joining me today is a legend, somebody we have had long been needing to get on the podcast for a while. Sink Weaver is joining the podcast today to talk about the cash shop in Final Fantasy XIV, the state of level sync in Final Fantasy XIV, which originated from a tweet that he sent out just a couple days ago. And before we dive into all that, we'll just sit down and get to know Sink Weaver here a little bit. His links will all be in the description of these videos. You can also listen to the MP3 version of the podcast day and date as soon as we're done live streaming and filming it uh, just because of a generous donation from Luke. Luke uh, gave a huge tip and allowed me to do a lot with the podcast. So he basically sponsored the podcast for the next year is what I told him based on his generosity and allowing me to the freedom that you can now subscribe to Crystal Core and Epic Lou Radio separately wherever podcasts are found. So you like podcasts on Spotify, we're there. You like them on Apple, we're there. You like them on TuneIn Alexa, we're there. You like them on your Samsung fridge, guess what? We're there. So uh, everywhere a podcast can be found, just search either Crystal Core Radio or Epic Lou Radio and hit that subscribe button and give us a review if you like the audio. Also, th special thanks to WG Productions and Keeland for hitting that join button over on Ginger Gaming Radio, helping to support the podcast long-term. Ideally, I don't want to have to do, uh, like, I guess, subscription or, or kind of, like, funding drives. The podcast is, the like, the most expensive, like, form of product that we have, uh, which is great that uh, I've always just done it and just kind of, like, I eat the cost. But you guys have stepped up and make that burden a little lighter. So thank you guys. You are our official podcast sponsors as well. So all that intro being done and complete. Sinkweaver... Introduce yourself to the world. You just crossed over 7K subscribers here on YouTube. You played Final Fantasy 14, and for some unknown reason to me, you went and played World of Warcraft because you felt like you owed it or there's some curiosity that you had there. And that experience has enlightened you in many ways as to how Final Fantasy 14 is officially better than World of Warcraft in many ways. In many ways. Sink, why don't you say hi, tell people where you can, they can find you, and tell somebody, tell them about yourself. Uh, how y'all doing? Uh, my name is Sink Weaver, and I am a Final Fantasy XIV player, which is an intro that I'm going to be doing for every video I ever make from now on. Uh, the reminder for that is because now, wow, people are watching me, and I usually, and if anything, my my channel is basically uh, lore on Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy XIV lore, uh, discussions on Final Fantasy, on on anything that props up in the community, honestly. And uh, I, I typically try to make fun little, I, I would say, entertaining little videos. Uh, I talk about the jobs. I talk about uh, whether or not Heidelin uh, is going to be fighting us in, in, in New Walker or not. Theories. Uh, I've actually talked about Shinryu and Omega and how they're not actually from uh, the 14th world and they're from somewhere else so i do a lot of that but uh as of recently i like brian said i went into another world and i of warcraft i, I, <laughs> I owed it to the people who were coming to us and to our game i wanted to know where they were coming from and i thought that would be fair there have been some negativity uh, against world of warcraft and their people and i say look they're they're about to be our people too they're our friends but we can't judge them i, I thought it would be fair Go over there and check it out. Little did I know that I would go through three mind explosions, uh, about 20 cups of coffee, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of lore, and me clicking uh, a cancel subscription button for the first time in my life. 
but <laughs> it was quite an adventure. And oh boy, do I have a lot to say about it. Well, oh well, what would you say? Like uh, just kind of the high level there, you said something on Twitter that was really interesting talking about how there was a certain part of the story where you just were like, that's it. Like it was literally felt like your tweet, the feeling I got from reading it was this was some kind of last straw that essentially the experience was generally positive up to that point, And then there was no justification for sticking with the game from that point forward. Why don't you give, give us an overview of that situation and why that was so critical. So uh, my original tweet said, uh, after going through hundreds of hours of WoW lore, uh, I've come to the consensus that I, I don't give I don't give an F. Like, the story is diffused. I can't, as a new player, get into it, which means I'm done. I, I, it was so good until it wasn't, until they jabbed a big sword into the planet. And I think that's where WoW refugees and other WoW fanatics found that the story started going bad as well when the story at the end of uh the expansion called legion they shoved the sword into the planet i thought that was like the end of world of warcraft and they would probably work on world of warcraft 2 but then they came out with battle for azeroth which totally had nothing to do with the sword they left that in the background they started talking about some 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 uh some I, I guess she's a banshee sylvanas but i didn't know who sylvanas was i didn't know anybody who was the core cast they didn't tell me because i was a new player and i had to go find out through friends through outside sources and all that i i just couldn't take it anymore because they were telling me to go read these books read these short stories read watch these short videos i didn't have time for that were those books charging you money like were, were these oh, or, were they a part of your public of library where you could just go check them out for free oh no i i wish i knew where i can get the physical copies of these books but you can't you can't buy the physical copies you can only buy the digital versions and even the digital versions are a little too expensive for what they are even though they are years old some of them are a decade old some of them are five years old they're way too expensive for what they are and i think pyromancer missed that fact too uh when he said he was done with 14. <laughs> did you see his latest like wall he put up a whole new wall black <sighs> mage and uh, Maelstrom, so uh, I, mine is a point for Maelstrom, but at the end of the day, I was like, Black Mage, all right, I love it, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think it was kind of cathartic for him, because I looked at that wall, and the wall that he had before, it was a lot cleaner, it was very simple, it had probably one of the best Black Mage uh, picture photos I've ever seen, it was, it was, it, it looked like a cute little VV from Final Fantasy IX, and uh, you know what, I felt what Pyro felt. When he, like, if anybody haven't seen that, you you should actually see his rant. Anybody who hasn't seen Pyro's rant, dude, it made me cry. I yeah, I was gonna say something about it, but I think I would have been angry. You you were more empathetic. I'll give you that. Thank you for being more empathetic. But me, I think I would have ranted about. I don't it think bit. I'm naturally an empathetic person. I think <laughs> somebody goes like Brian's an empath. And it's like I don't I it's something I, I have to actively train and I think I've maybe become more empathetic over time but not, it generally I never would have described myself as somebody who, who is empathetic naturally my wife is very empathetic naturally and for me I'm just like it's something I have to practice and work on but I was just watching his video and it just hit like it just hit me like a ton of bricks like putting myself in his position like 
you know, imagine if this was this, uh, the Square Enix news. Imagine if it's like, you know, oh my gosh, Yoshi P. He turns out he's a he's a monster. And I don't get that feeling at all. Somebody coming into this in the last five seconds, I apologize. Like, no, no, I'm just putting myself into Pyro's shoes of which is like, I have this great love of this game. I pour a lot of my free time into it. And then all of a sudden, well, it's, and it's actually what his, his video kind of gets to is that it really wasn't all of a sudden. It's this dread, this anxiety, this frustration that he's continued to have build up, build up, build up. And then instead of just going and saying, this isn't worth my time anymore. They've, they've jumped the shark. It's something that is so like human, you know, humanity, like horrendous, the, the accusations and the investigations. Uh, and obviously there uh, is some truth to what that was going on. And the fact for me, it's like the thing that hurt me the most out of that whole situation um, was the picture of the guys with Bill Cosby in their Cosby suite. I was a huge Bill Cosby fan. I grew up, yeah. I have, I had all of his albums and it's like, it, it, what, like I have no words, you know, in that regards. And so for me, like, I was like, suck the air out of the room. And so seeing Pyro, it's like, it wasn't somebody who was, it felt like somebody who was probably on that journey. And it was just a couple like a, you know, a couple more expansions to where it's like, what am I doing? But at the same time, it's like, how am I, why am I doing this? Why am, why am I still giving them that like I they've they've already spent all their my trust in them prior to this and this isn't something that helps makes it even more palatable yeah no it felt like I think he felt more of a gigantic stab in the back for how much he spent to blizzard how much time he went into his content how much you know how much of his his earned time that he wasted on them uh, doing talking about the lore, then he has to go back and renege on that because they changed the lore in some book that nobody has ever heard of or seen before, and then he has to, you know, debacle with people on 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 Twitter on social media saying like, no, this is how it goes, this is how it is, this is canon now, and him going back and forth and saying like, you know what, I just can't take it anymore, I'm I'm going somewhere else. And seeing him rip that photo off the wall, and he's like, "It's it's not even worth it." Like I felt, I felt angry. I I mean, I feel anger. I think is an appropriate uh, response. Yeah, I, I like not angry, not angry like towards like the action or anything, but I like he. They basically wasted his time. They basically uh, used up all of Pyro's good nature. And he did so much. He white knighted for for Blizzard. Honestly, he white knighted. Um, I'm not going to say anything about his white knighting and what he did, but I'm going to say that he was a full on fan of Blizzard. Yeah. And him ripping, like I said, that 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 moment where he took the the picture off the wall, and then the next thing I see is him with Final Fantasy on the wall. I was Good like, this has him. to. Like, I think that has to be cathartic. Like, it's got to be. It's got to be because guess what? Like, you know, here, one second. <laughs> Stall for time. Okay. Uh, what I will <laughs> what I will say <laughs> is that uh, the way his story goes with the Lord and, and wow, um, mine felt kind of similar, but not to that extent. By far, no, not to that extent. Yeah. I just I just felt like they they were 
they were sending me into a a fun little fun house, but they were they were changing the mirrors on me while I'm going through it, so they can spend so I can spend longer time in that fun house. And then I'm getting frustrated and even more frustrated before they're just like, "Here's the exit. Here you go." But it's thirty dollars. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> What's so, going on? So I stalled. I stalled because it's like literally. Here's my lore book, uh, oh. and I have the. Uh, one, I want to get the second one. Um, Julie was going to, I think, get it for Christmas, but they were sold out or something like that. And I love I love this thing. I like to kind of sit back and, and just kind of like page through it every now and then. I really love the lore and the story of Final Fantasy XIV. Mm. I don't think this is required to understand the story in no. 14. Like, no, it's not. This, this just gives me like a little bit of like, it helps when I'm, when we're like talking theory and I'm listening to Ethis or I'm listening to Anonymous or what have you, but this, I don't feel is required. It's like, it's, it's, it's really good information. There's some errors in it, (laughs) you know? And it's like, they acknowledge those errors, you know? And then they, I like how they write in that. It's like, well, that's the perception of the person at the time uh, and, uh, and what have you, but it's at least they acknowledge it. They talk about it. And uh, you know, and it's something that can be continued to evolve and be discussed uh, in the long run. And so I have an appreciation for the lore book, but I like the story and I don't need the lore book to enjoy the right. story. And the fact that I got from that whole thing with Pyromancer and cause I'm not aware of it. Like, again, I tried, wow. And it was awful. I stand by that. And for whatever reason, that video right now is blowing up and it has two comments that are pretty much the theme. Hey, this video aged like wine. And the other one is this is a guy that's just hopping on some kind of trend and bashing on wow. And I was like, check the date. I published this months ago and I thought like no one was going to care. I was like, nobody cares about Brian's wow opinion. And then all of a sudden, apparently people care about it. And it's like, okay, I just have to to remind the, like the people who are still like, wow is great. And they will always be great. I'm like, I'm sorry. A it's not, but also B that like I, I, and somebody's like, what does your opinion even matter? It's like, I represent, a life into this game. And that's not what I see happening. I could be wrong. There could be this entire sect of wow noobs every day. Like, Oh, I've heard about this game and I finally decided to play it after 17 years. Uh, I finally made, you know, that spot in my, <laughs> that, that, that filled that hole in my day. Now I could put in some wild time. It's like, okay, I just don't, I just don't see that person even no. existing in the long run. So like the only, I think the only people that are left are super nostalgic or they're stuck. They they don't play video games. They play World of Warcraft, which nothing against them. I have nothing against them, and I'm not trying to try to rag on them. Um, they just can't let go, and yeah. I, th- I I think that's just maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a you know a, an emotional thing. Maybe it's a psychological thing, but it almost seems like they're afraid to try something new, which is the reason why. Um, sometimes we get some people like commenting on your videos or my videos saying, look at this shill trying to talk up final fantasy Yeah, has no idea what he's talking about. Now me, I could say, yeah, I could talk about it because I was there and I, 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 I tried it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I went, I went, I gave it, I gave it the college try and dropped out, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I, I, I think I made it to like 56. In through uh, this Shadowlands, I was just like, ah, I'm, you know. All right, so I think that was our uh, getting to know sync and uh, and bashing on WoW segment of the <laughs> podcast, guys. Thanks so much for uh, for being here. I want to transition into Final Fantasy XIV's cash shop. Let's set the context, and then I'm gonna show you guys some data. And we'll we'll discuss it, get uh, Sync's opinion on this. 
Final Fantasy XIV has had a cash shop. It was introduced in Heaven's Word. Uh, it is uh, something that's completely optional. It also sits outside of the game. You have to go through the launcher to get to it. It doesn't. It, it isn't something while you're playing the game running around and you see a mount and then you see an ad that says, hey, swipe your credit card and you can also have this mount. So there is a separation where Final Fantasy XIV does it. The other thing I'm going to say at the top of this is that Final Fantasy XIV is in a really good state. I think overall, when your game is performing well and you're enjoying it, there's a easy way uh, to kind of excuse uh, a cash shop because I don't like cash shops. I've said this in numerous videos, but, and that but in and of itself is a huge but, the uh, the idea that is that it's going to go away is, is ludicrous. And that's some of the things that we're going to kind of talk about here uh, today. So that all being said, I think there are some clear differences. I think people can do it right and can do it wrong. Uh, and I'm very curious as to getting Sync's opinions because with Cruise Chaser being introduced as a, uh, a cash mount uh, this last week, it really has frustrated a lot of people. And I'm seeing a theme. I'm seeing a theme. And so let me bring in our, our, our numbers here. Uh, I added this. Uh, I asked a qu the question two different ways uh, for, uh, for the game. And so we're going to go through both of them. But here we go. I typically see uh, these fall into one to three categories that they're indifferent, you know, as long as it's not pay to win or pay for power, uh, cash shops uh, are horrible or MTX is horrible and cash shops give me a way to support the game. So they actually like cash shops because people can go above and beyond and support the game that they love financially. Uh, and so those are the kind of, I wanted to have the first question broken up into three categories. So sync, does anything stand out? to you in terms of the results that we're seeing with this poll right now there's a lot of people who don't seem to care <laughs> all too much as long as it's not pay to win and uh i think i'm somewhere in that camp i think i'm a little bit indifferent but that is a that's a huge metric there i didn't i didn't expect a lot of people to just not care which kind of shows something there i can even refresh because i've had this kind of not, not refresh for a while so yeah yeah another two a 2k votes have come in all right so yeah we're we're that's that that's the metric when i post these polls over on gender prime and and work to game so i post it two different ways so uh indifferent that's where you'd say you fall you fall with 75 percent of the community yeah uh i i feel i i feel kind of in the middle I don't think it's going to ruin the game, but at the same time, I'm not like really for cash up. If there's like an extra mountain there, I would rather a mount be uh, a reward within the game. Mm -hmm. But but at the same time, if you have something that is supporting the game, like the cash up, which uh, Yoshi P actually said before uh, while standing on stage and talking about the cash up, and it's a, it's an older video, I think, but he said that the cash up is for supporting the game, like. Uh, perhaps getting a new server or if there's like um, animation changes or any fixes in there. That's, that's what he said. There's going to be no pay to win. That's what he said. And I appreciated that. So I didn't mind the cash shop. I didn't mind it at all. I, I, I honestly went on the cash shop a few times to get like, um, there's a, can I say the character Emmett Selk? Can I say, can I, without, sure. uh, you without, can say uh, his name. Oiling? <laughs> Without Do not spoiling speak anything. his name. <laughs> name. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Emmett, Emmett Selk has an emote where he snaps like above his head and he, he just conjures things, right? That emote is also in the cash shop for a couple of dollars for like maybe $5 at most. I don't remember. I got that emote as soon as it came out 
and my character now snaps. That doesn't change the game. It doesn't change the economy of the game. It has not powered me up or nothing. It gave me an emote. And you snap for a few dollars. I don't, I don't, I don't see anything bad with that. But at the same time, would have been good for it to be an, a reward in game. Sure, it would have been great. But uh, it's only a couple dollars in the shop. I didn't see it as that egregious. It didn't change nothing. I got it. I got a snap. You're also an adult, and it's your money. Right, you know, in that regards, and it seems that there is there going to be an MMO uh, or any game that's going to launch without a cash shop. I can only think of one, and I don't know if that's going to be anything special. I, I don't even know an MMO without a cash shop, to be honest. Uh man, I I, I can't think of one. I, I think the cash shop kind of it's become synonymous to mmos at this point for me but no i don't do you know one uh immortal online 2 uh supposedly going to be launching with a subscription and no cash shop and that's the, oh, what, the that's what they've so somewhat promised or whatever i say let's see what happens after a year or two uh if they can build a, a game in a community that would be great that would be i think the exception to the rule and i don't want to sit here and excuse it i just want to kind of highlight this in terms of the numbers 75% indifferent, 16% saying the cash shop eventually ruins games. What do you think about that category? I don't think it's going to do anything, really. The cash shop for Final Fantasy and how they're doing it is not like how, if I can give an example, uh, not like how WoW does it, where they have not only uh, something called a WoW token, and if you don't know what a WoW token is, a WoW token, you can trade that in for actual in-game money, and that in-game money um is being abused in certain ways like bots or um power boosting and grinding but um as long as that's not in the 14 shop no i don't think it's going to ruin anything at all um and what about the last category cash gives a way to support the game and the devs nine percent of people weighing in on that category i think more power to them for saying that because yeah, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't go out of my way uh to fully support the cash shop, but it it as long as they keep up with that notion, with that promise, because we don't know where that money is actually going. As long as all it's doing is giving us certain rewards that perhaps people are interested in and that money goes towards the game then i think they're viable for what they say cash shops gives me a way to support the game and it's their money they can do that you know what was surprising from this poll for me Which i one? was i was thinking the poll was going to be 80 10 10 i thought 80, 80 i thought 80 was going to say indifferent uh, I thought the uh, cash shop eventually ruins games was going to come in at 10% and the cash shop supporting gives uh was it it would be at 10%. Hmm. No matter what, like in whatever we bring this up, I will always see uh, people that fall into that second category. They're very vocal. And one of the things that I was like, well, let's just break it down. Let's just put it out there in terms of pure numbers and let's see what people have to say about it. And because here's my theory, and I thought, you know, 10% seems about right. 16%, it's, you know, within the ballpark, kind of makes sense. 
but it's to highlight also because i've seen also people in this thread alone like somebody was like i was really frustrated by the fact that like so many people uh were uh frust like voted to this and so i'm, I'm legit anyway like i wish i i wish i could highlight some of this stuff and make it easier to find because we've got a lot of comments on the thread alone <laughs> but they were saying like they were frustrated because 75 percent people are a indifferent and the nine percent are finding it's a way so if you actually combine that because i've seen people even in chat say like hey it's a one and a three for me you know they're like i'm indifferent and it also gives me that way right you start combining those you realize how vocal a minority that the anti-mtx and anti-cash shop people are which to me would say when anybody comes and says there should never be a cash shop in an mmo which i don't like them i i continue to say like it's not my cup of tea i don't put money towards them I bought the whale mount, namely because I went to FanFest and got the bike mount for going to FanFest. So in this way, it was a cheap FanFest ticket. I just kind of budgeted for that, right? I'm a hypocrite. Right. We'll call it like that. But at the core of it, when you when you factor in that, the there is no pathway to not have a cash shop. Like the, anybody sitting here is like saying that the cash shop spending money, We all we have to do is starve the cash shop. We just have to starve you know the the cash shop out if we don't give it money then they won't do that and then they'll put this in the game and my sub fee will cover it that isn't what the numbers show that isn't what it makes sense and especially when we look at the subscription fee it isn't anything more than what you could pay you can optionally pay for additional retainers in final yeah. fantasy 14 that driving your sub fee up a little bit higher final fantasy 11 had the same same category and i saw zoe let's say final fantasy 11 doesn't have a cash up i'm talking about new games i'm talking about games that are actively being developed and we don't know what's happening with 11 next year and if they if they announce a full-on remake and unreal and then here's the 11 cash shop it's gonna be like well what are you gonna do you know it is you know uh, I, th I think they'll take that uh they'll take that a little bit negatively if 11 did have a cash up it's the same thing as like how classic wild got a, uh, a cash shop but there was no cash up in the past for for original wow but the question then to like 11 community of which i'm a part of it like if you got the game in unreal and new content and they were supporting it and you know like what is that worth like the thing that i would venture to bet is if the cruise chaser had a label that says support for this mount will like will add servers to eu will add the you know like yeah. I think they would have like theoretically sold out of the cruise chaser. It's like, can I buy five? You know, like people are like, oh, we want the EU servers. And uh, like, that's the, I, I laugh at that because that's how we got the EU data center. You yeah. know, we got that from them adding a cash shop and doing that. Now we're getting oceanic and it's unfortunate. The oceanic is still not going to be set up until like 6.1 at the late, you know, at the earliest. So it's All like, right. sometimes this money is like, yeah, like we're still, we're still waiting on that. Jay Frey Gaming says, as long as the in-game achievement items mounts continue to be as high quality as the ones going into the shop, that they personally have no issues. Do you have issue with Cruise Chaser being the mountain question? Mm, me? Mm, I I kind of wish that the Cruise Chaser was actually an in-game reward, but... Why? Because uh, it's so cool. It is so cool. It... it it transforms into a literal blade that flies into the air. It's big. It's gi it's gigantic. It's the it's a boss that I've spent hours trying to kill and savage. And uh, oh man, it would have been cool if like, hey, I just beat you. Can I can I ride 
ride you through the air that would have been like a cool thing to have as a reward people would go back and play alexander uh, like that thing would be stuffed up but seeing it as a reward seeing it like a mount in uh in the cash shop uh i'm fine i'm fine with that it's 30 dollars. i think it's a bit steep it is i don't think the price is steep because they also do sales and we know they do sales and typically the price is like if you want it now here's the price and then they'll discount it different amounts at at different sale times so if you're worried about the price itself like it's in line with everything else in the shop and so i would just say like all right just wait for a sale if it's something you want and you just don't want to spend 30 bucks on it go ahead that's a good point i would say that yeah that i mean i i believe the whale was on sale um was it after the the fan fest? Because I bought the whale during fan, fan fest. Yeah, and the whale is now because it's like forty two as an eight person account wide. So right. like the 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 tag account wide versus like single et cetera like that all has like an impact on on the cost of the mount itself. Right, so, just interesting. And, and the mount's not hurting nobody. You can just go in and say, yeah, I got this cool looking mount. Uh, yeah, I got it from the cash shop, but you know, it's cool looking and I like it and I spent my money on it and you know, my care, all of my characters, my ults can, uh, fly on it as well. I I think, uh, essentially since it's not harming the game in any kind of way, I don't really have an opinion on the, the big mount, the big cool looking mount that honestly, and now you have me thinking about actually debating on buying thank you brian i i wanted to think about that so much <laughs> yeah I, i'm planning on actually giving it away as uh, some upcoming uh, streams so be sure to like favorite subscribe and share uh, if you guys <laughs> want to have an opportunity i i have no problem like buying and get and doing gifted but i don't right. tip, I, like there's the way i was giving away the the whale mount the two-seater whale a couple times you know it's, it's just like hey it supports the game and then b etc now that all being said like i still don't like cash shops i think essentially like the, the monetization structure needs to be reevaluated because you're buying the game, you're buying the expansions, you're buying subscription time. And now like they're ha- having that additional, that additional dip. Now, bottom Fantasy 14 is in a good state, makes it a very hard subject. People are going to be like, Oh, you know, you just hate the game or something like that. But essentially what we've seen with wow is that everybody excused this kind of activity until it got to a point where the game wasn't fun. So as long as the game's fun, they're delivering high quality things, Yoshi P and his team, and even the fact that the cash shop, I believe is actually run by somebody else in Yoshi P like their separation, which is actually kind of intelligent in my mind because it is this other department, but it has that, uh, you know, that friction doesn't become too overbearing. I think the problem what we saw with the drama with cruise chaser specifically is it was data mined. And then people had the expectation that it was tied behind either an achievement or some form of content or something like that. And so misaligned expectations because of data mining, this is where Chris and I've actually talked about this specific thing that data mining can be a big concern because you don't really know because it could be just something they're testing. You don't really know. And when people start to say, Oh yeah, this was found. This is how it's going to be. We see that all the time and I can't change human nature. So yeah, I mean, it's like, okay. Now, Melissa says, I see a lot of people talking about we pay for the sub and we should get insert item with our sub. Uh, that was kind of the idea because of the veteran rewards. I wish they'd bring those back. Would there have been a better way like uh, like to have these kind of mounts? Do you, like I, I believe in a hybrid system mm-hmm. in which like you tie in some form of RNG rare, meaning like I was like, I, I wouldn't care if like in, in the course of five years, only like five cruise chasers had ever dropped from random you know, treasure chest out of all of the population playing. Like I, I don't mind it being ultra rare, but 
I, at the end of the day, like I still wish that for me that there was a connection. If you're going to have the option to pay for something, it would still be exciting if there was a way within the game that that could come in. People feel like that cheapens the, the, the achievement. And that's why I say hundred percent RNG because there's no achievement that you do to get it. It's literally congratulations. You got this mount. What do you think um, about that, that idea? I think that's a viable idea. Uh, I wouldn't try to, I, I wouldn't try to connect it with the, with the store in a way. Cause if you can get something in the store and it's also in the game, like maybe there's a version in the game that is really bright and it glows and it's golden. And then in the store, they have like a crappy silver version. Then uh, you can get the crappy silver version in the store while the better version and the RNG box can be rewarded to you in game. And if you want it even better, one that has dynamo wings, you have to do a really hard content to get it. So that that's probably me just thinking. Now you're thinking right. You're thinking right. I, I'm thinking. No, I'm going back to. Um, I don't know if it's old way of thinking, but I I want to be rewarded for my time playing the game because I'm paying my sub to play the game, and I put all in this work to get this really, uh, just good looking mount. Whereas you can just go in the cash shop and just buy it. Well, and so Ela kind of highlights that point, talking about the fact that it's also a raid boss, something that really kind of a lot of people connect to, struggle to fight, especially in Savage, out of, as opposed to something that's a little bit more out of place, right? A giant mm-hmm. flying whale, unless they start adding those as like, you know, enemies and bosses and things that become iconic, uh, it, it is that that there is a juxtaposition there in, in my mind. And I do definitely see that that argument that people are making. You want to know my theory or at least what I would like to see the evolution of the cash shop be hmm. my, my, my personal issue, like, you know, like with it at its core is the instant satisfaction, the instant gratification, swipe credit card, get X in that regards. I would like to see, and this is just my theory. I'm sure that you could poke a lot of holes and I'm sure it has a lot of problems that people could easily, you know, kind of say like, that's Brian, you wouldn't want that. I would see like, if you're going to have a cash shop that there should be, some kind of quest behind it, right? Okay, you bought the cruise chaser, you know, mount. Well, guess what? Like now that you you have it, like to get it is to do this and do this and do this. So it's essentially where you're kind of in a way, more or less, you're buying them out, but there isn't that sense of instant gratification. You actually get a quest that essentially that unlocks that mount that you can then take on. Yes, I know there are drawbacks, but that's where like, just speaking for myself, the person, the, the instant gratification of just how easy it is to swipe credit card, get X is where I, I draw the line. I don't let my kids play games like that. Like it's like the, it, it is where like, okay, I have no issue if you want to support the game and you want like in that 9%, it's your money. I'm not here to tell you how to spend it. You do you, I'm not your parent. But when it comes to like my actual kids where I am their parent, it's like, no, like we're, let's, let's figure out what the value of that is, what your time is worth and etc. because it becomes better. Like I have, we, I asked this question on live stream is, are these mounts flex? And everybody pretty much unanimously said, no cash mounts aren't flex because there are still even cooler things that you can get in the game that are earned in that regards. And I go, I'd like to see it evolve into where cash shop stuff is something that is still earned. It is just unlocked through that, that level of support. And I think games where there isn't a subscription actually make more sense in that regards because you aren't already paying every month, but in games where we see uh, MMOs 
without subscriptions launching and, and buy to play modes to where it's like, if there's like, Hey, here's this quote unquote battle pass that literally has you work towards the rewards. Just don't have the battle pass expire. Just don't put a time limit on that, uh, on that unlock. And I think essentially I have no issue with it. How much would that quest or that, cause say we're talking about, the same amount let's say we're talking about how much would you think it should actually cost not 30 dollars, but something else the what's the right price the right price is always set by the market uh, by the- everybody will have a, like somebody would easily pay 60 bucks for that somebody will easily pay 10 dollars for that they've set the price in that regards and they're going to sell a certain amount at that value they'll put on sales etc so when it comes down to when people nickel and dime the price all they're doing is thinking of them like where they fall in that regards they're putting themselves as the as the market but the market ultimately decides what the what the fair market value of the price is and the fact that these typically have been running at these different categories tells me that square enix is perfectly fine with the price of it of it is as is because uh i would say that I value the snap that I got from the cash shop way more than I got my Binu, the the flying flaming bird that you can get as a mount in the cash shop. Now, that one was a gift, and mm-hmm. I, I wholeheartedly took it. It's a flaming bird. I love it. But the snap was more – that was more emotional for me because it was it was in itself. And if you're far enough into the game with, without me spoiling, that snap means a lot to players – uh, especially if you connected with the character. Mm-hmm. And if I bought that snap, but it was connected to a quest and that quest was incredibly meaningful for it, I see what you mean. I know mm-hmm. people can can uh, poke holes at it and may even say like, well, you know, the cost of this and what's the meaning of that. But if I earned it in game and I bought it and it's a, essentially I'm buying a quest, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. To get, to get the reward. Mm-hmm. I think both you'll get an experience and you'll be rewarded for something that you have achieved. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that's actually fair. Now that I think about it, like I think I I'd go with something like that. It, it, yeah. And this is all rooted in my, right. my only concern with cash shops. The biggest concern is the, is the instant gratification. Right. Right. Because and, you, because especially with credit cards, you never really feel that money. And so it just becomes easy of like, Oh, I want that. I want that. I want that. And then all of a sudden you yeah. look at it and you're like, how the hell did I spend $300 on this game? People have already stated they've spent thousands and thousands and that's fine. Like somebody was, there was some kind of news story. Some guy fif- spent $15,000 on his, on his game. I go good for him. If he's got the money, it's his money. I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't actually impact me. Getting that mount doesn't hurt me. doesn't make my game worse for it. It's the instant gratification of it. Melissa, I I only jumped in on on your thought here because Melissa kind of says, like, what would the difficulty be? So I would like to clarify kind of that thought is that I don't think it would be like some difficult, like, like only 1% of the 1% could ever complete it because it'd have to be something that would be completable because you have also paid for it. I think it would just be a function of time. Like do, you know, and it maybe it varies, right? Like, Maybe the mount would would tell you before you purchase it, like what kind of what kind of quest you're looking at. But it could be like run 15 dungeons, do 15, you know, fates, do, you know, a couple of this, get this item from the market board or whatever. And it could be it, ideally it should be something that's fun and engaging that maybe tells the story of this. Like you're building the mount, you're working with these people and here's what they've you've got to do to get that done. And then you get the reward. 
And it's A, you supporting the game, B, getting the amount itself, but then also not necessarily having that feel of swipe credit card get, get results. And thus there's a little bit more of, I also did the quest, you know, I supported the game and then I also had something to do and order it. And that's just where, that's just where I fall. The, the, somebody might just think that I just said it's difficult. Obviously like that, that's if we start nickeling diming, like what's the right fair amount of time per whatever, that becomes a difficult conversation to have. In, in a community because everybody's going to have different time availability and thinking how they would want that to be executed. Go ahead. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you didn't, you didn't cut me off. Did <laughs> I'm cutting you off right now. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, but no, you, you bring up a point. Um, I was, well, I was also watching mad season show, which part of my, wow, my wow quest here. Uh, he profusely hated the cash shop for wow. And there were reasons for that. The instant gratification with swiping your card is that's it. It's instant and it goes away. Whereas a reward that you've gotten and you've worked hard for, whether it's in game or, you know, through the method that you said, Brian, I think that feeling and just that memory lasts longer. There's there's something meaningful in getting something that is rewarded to you rather than something that you just got because you spent cash on. Mm hmm. So I asked the question another way as well, because I was like, I want to kind of see what people fell into different in the categories, because when it comes to MTX, I see those as the three prominent categories Eh, no and yes. And that's essentially <laughs> how that question was asked. So that was kind of where I and the numbers kind of fell. So I asked the question in another way here. Uh, somebody actually was probably like, I'd like to see a question about the cash shop that isn't directly related to 14, but I want to actually focus this piece of it on 14 specifically. How is 14's cash shop? It's perfectly balanced. Uh, it's a sub-based game, so it shouldn't have a cash shop. It gives me a way to find get something fun and support 14. And I don't support cash shops, but they don't impact my play. And then other, and then additional comments. Uh, what stands out to you in terms of the results for the way this question is asked? Uh, it gives me a way to uh, get something fun and support 14. I, I see that as it's kind of surprising to me, honestly. Um, yeah. I, I'm honestly surprised about that. I. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm a little taken aback by that because I, I would think people would uh, say I don't support the cash shop, but I, it doesn't impact 14 as much. I would think that would be a little bit more. In fact, this is mm, this is something. I'm even more curious about the other. I don't even know what the others what the, what they're talking about, but I guess that's the comments down there. Yeah, yeah. So I just like cash shops in general, but for for the 14, I don't know why I said it like that. For sure, for sure, for sure. 14 shop actually feels more optional than other games. I personally don't use it, but it doesn't bother me that it exists. Uh, cash shops and microtransactions are a blight on the industry in general. An argument can be made that free to play games need them, but I'd counter that VIP subs is a better model compared to others. 14 isn't bad, but the 14 is a sub base game and shouldn't have one. I'd rather my sub went up a dollar to have all the items put into the game proper and to see that the Mog Station burnt to the ground for everything but renames and Fantasias. Speaking mm. of Fantasias, they're the number, like usually the number one thing that gets sold on um, on the Mog, uh, Mog Station. Uh, with that, like, how, do, how does that uh, comment make you feel? I like, I like it. I think it was a well word. Good. Boop. <laughs> um, I think uh, I would love to see like cash shops just to go away but i still if you if you that's want... why i asked this question that's <laughs> yeah. just not yeah like yeah as much as we would want it it's just, that's just divorced from reality go ahead 
Yeah, I, I would like them to go away. And yeah, I am spending fifteen dollars a month, uh, essentially in a game that I've also paid for. Would you, you paid... would you spend sixteen if it, if it got rid of it? Um, well, I I pay for ten. I'm a legacy member. Yeah, so... me too. <laughs> um, Suck would... on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for the moon guy. <laughs> I was there for Dal Moon. We're going back. Yeah. Moon um, on moon. It started with the moon, ends with the moon. Oh, weird, right? <laughs> uh yeah, I don't I I don't I honestly want to see the cash up to go, but at the same time they, they do pull up a point with the, the rename and the Fantasia, which you did say that it is it is very up there as being like the, the most sold thing for I would suspect maybe PR or PR <laughs> but uh i would like maybe there's like another way for me to support 14 maybe not in such i don't know because it doesn't it's not like the the shop window shows up in game it's completely separate from the game you you go online you go to a different website it doesn't doesn't like show up in people's faces it it shows up as kind of like an advert kind of when you open up the game loader hmm that's just the reason why I said uh, I was like in the middle of the road in one of my streams because it supports 14, but you're still paying the subscription, which essentially is like you definitely need to have the the servers to stay up. Servers need to stay up, so they need monetary. Uh, they need money, but at the same time, I would love to see fixes. I would love to see extra content. I would love to see Blitzball. I know. I, I, everybody has said this, but Blitzball is like one of my favorite things in Final Fantasy X. And I would love to see it in 14. If the money can go to that, great. However, I still have a visual hatred for money shops. I, <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't like them. I don't want them to be there. <laughs> yeah, it becomes it becomes the challenge with uh, with any kind of, especially on online game. They're here to stay and. Uh, that is just that's why I wanted to ask that first poll because it just shows you that like in order to get rid of them you're going to have to convince basically 85% of of gamers you know to sit here and, and stop you know doing that even if only 10% are still spending money um that that 10% ends up being you know financially you know more viable which is why it sucks because essentially I think there's this mythos around video games that like they're they're fair in terms of monetization there's I've, I've seen people talk about how games are this equalizer and and i think games have this purpose in which that allows us to communicate using the language of video games and it allows us to realize we're not all so different right it's like oh we all like games like, great like, okay cool you know so it kind of helps it, it both helps and hurts tribalism at its core and it just depends on how you use the platform but when it comes down to the video games though i think there's this great mythos that Video games have, you know, they, they made it evenly playing this even playing field. I think consoles more than anything did because you could, you know, you Super Nintendo would work just as well as my Super Nintendo. You couldn't get an advantage of me in X game, etc. And that's when a lot of the, I think the gamers that are really frustrated by this grew up in that era. Nowadays, when you start talk about PCs, it's like, you know, like, yeah, there is still an unfair advantage. Somebody could have a better mouse or a better keyboard, better processor. And so gaming can start to feel like it's this constant money vacuum. And certain companies have definitely gone out of the way to like reiterate that, that fact EA Activision, which we were talking about earlier, like mm. Ubisoft, even Nintendo, a lot of people give Nintendo a lot, a lot of passes, 
when it comes down to it because of the nostalgia. And I like Nintendo. I sit down and play Nintendo every night with my kids. But when you when you look at how they they handle their monetization and how they handle just their ownership and their digital rights, like it is in and of itself, like it's the most annoying and most ridiculous company out there, in my opinion, when it comes down to this stuff. But it's hard to have conversations around ga- like around games and companies where people love them because then they you know they'll defend them and excuse them, and that's I think one of the things that make gaming culture truly unique in that regards. So that's why when it comes down to the cash shop. And you talk about in 14, lots of people rise up to defend it because they feel like they're defending 14 and I don't care. Like I'm, I'm, that's why I like for me, like I'm indifferent because I'm, I'm not going to support it. I just wish it was different. I'm going to voice how I think it could be better, but I, I kind of just look at it and go, Oh my gosh, like you're talking about billions of dollars versus like, I'm sorry that we lost your subscription. You know, you, this, you know, this small percentage of people etc you know so i do feel for the people who are really mad and frustrated at it i'm just i'm just a math guy and i'm like well we kind of lost that fight guys we kind of lost i i kind of feel as though uh i i think 14 and it's cash up it doesn't it doesn't really offend me it doesn't doesn't change the the game the game in its economy no crafters do that and uh, I've said this in my video, but crafters uh, ruin the economy <laughs> for some servers. But it's not the cash shop that does it. Uh, there's nothing in the cash shop that ruins the game. And again, it's optional. It's not in your way. You can, it, you can get, get you can get in-game money from the cash shop in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, yeah, wouldn't it be through the boosts, though? Mm-hmm. The boost gives you yep. uh, armor and cash, right? Yeah. But it doesn't... But it's not like... One of your retainers has nine, 99,999,000 gil, right? They don't just automatically give you that. They give you, I'm not sure how much they give you. Is it a what, what, what about the What about the bike that goes faster than anything else before anybody else can do that? I'm, that's not really game changing either. I mean, Some it people disagree. People, I mean, what, how is that going to change much of. So I'm going anyway. to be playing devil's advocate and arguing for something that I don't personally like adhere to but i've this is what like so i'm i'm not making brian's argument i'm making the argument that i see mm-hmm. and it's that you can get to the zones faster you get to the quest faster you clear the f- quest faster you level up faster you level up your gathers faster you get to the end game faster you make more money and you can establish market dominance uh for an entire expansion you know so it's like it is if that is your goal like that is a, an absolute requirement i don't i don't hold that same opinion but i do understand it good Hmm. But then you got flying, and flying doesn't really flying kind of takes that away, wouldn't it? Because yeah, yeah, flying yeah. is all at the same well, speed. If you also look at how Shadowbringers did it as well, is that you can actually go and grind out your mount speed in the yeah. zone by just going and farming up the the primo. Uh, you know, the, what did I call them? Uh, picto gems. That you know, regardless the uh, like the different fate stuff. So before you couldn't unlock the mount speed increase until you finished the story. But yeah. in Shadowbringers, when they introduced that, they made it to where like you can go grind that up for the zone, so you can get your mount boost speed in the zone and, and be comparable even before you have flying ton. So I, I honestly, I was like, oh, good, they made that change. Then it really kind of defeats the point. But people do hold that view. People, uh, that's a that's a fair view. That's a fair view. I would say that that's very viable. I, I say 
it doesn't change the landscape or the economy of the game only because it's not very drastic. So this is why I said that uh, crafters ruin it more because they can set the price in the market board and they can craft things as long as they have like the resources. They can trade on the market board. If they have a guild, they have the resources right there. That's why I say that they are more they are more of the hindrance when it comes to something like that in the economy. But uh, something in the cash shop, I can't, I don't think, even even the boosts, even the boosts, that gives you uh, some little bit of money, and I think it gives you armor. I've never gotten a boost in my life, so I can vouch for that. I've never boosted. I've also never did any time skip or nothing like that. Uh, I don't see anything in the cash shop really changing the game and how the game works. There isn't anything much dangerous in it. So to give you an example and against that, think Black Desert. I don't know if you heard this, Brian, but somebody yeah, I've heard spent of Black like $250,000 in Black Desert just so that he would be at the top of the game. And he's, you know, something called like a whale. And yeah. that's <laughs> he why I think the, whale, the lunar whale mount is so like fitting. We're whaling, boys. <laughs> We're whaling. Uh, we're wailing, and yet that thing is only a two-seater. I see four seats on that thing. <laughs> I don't understand why it's a two-seater. But well, the, I'm talking this, about the lunar whale, the, the new one that's eight-seater. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. The lunar whale and eight-seater is fine. The the other whale, the big whale with the two-seater on it, yeah, has four seats on it, and you can't use them. There's only two seats. I on was them. wondering if it was going to be a four-seater, and then they were like, "Oh, we should." Mode this back to two because they didn't have a four seater yet in the game. Yeah, I'm thinking they'll change that. Maybe I wonder if they would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, black De- black desert is very egregious with its, uh, with its cash shop, with everything in it, with its with its boost, with its equipment that you can buy, with its gold you can get off the cash shop. It changed the landscape for black desert, and people have gotten annoyed, and only those with money really stands at the top of it. And that's kind of like the extremes of the games in terms of like an MMO. Yeah. And I don't see that in 14 through the cash shop. Nothing from the cash shop affected me or anybody that I've known. Uh, as far as the bike, it does make you faster, but it hasn't really changed. Like it, getting to places faster, I think, benefits the player. And my God, I know we're going to get to this soon, but the boosts. um. It only affects the person who's using the boost, but I I will always say that I feel bad for them when they use the boost and not go through the game kind of what it's intended to be. <sighs> Lest I bring up uh, Quinn, but... <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll we'll say that um, nothing has affected me personally if somebody else bought something on the store. Um, not majorly, but the boost, the boost is a different story than that, 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 that would seem kind of like going against what I'm saying, but there are, there are reasons. There are reasons why the boost has to be talked about. So let's go ahead and slightly transition, uh, transition into that because boosts are, I think a part of the conversation we're about to have. Uh, you uh, tweeted out a question from my 14 peeps. How does everyone feel about the level sinking nowadays? Does the loss of abilities still bother players Yes or no. And you tweeted this out. I thought it was a great question because it ended up kicking off a really good discussion. You can kind of see that here. Lots of replies. I thought it was just a really good question because it's something that I've longed for uh, in the game itself. So 
let's dive into that. Um, what was the source of you in uh, this question? Why make this tweet? Why ask this question? It's been about six or seven years since anybody talked about level syncing. And I was playing World of Warcraft. And when you go back and you do something called uh, like a, I think it was like time walking, uh, you keep your abilities. Mm-hmm. And you, you basically just plow through a dungeon. You just wreck it and go on through. And I brought that question up to friends. I've brought that question up to my Discord. I finally asked Twitter when I got the courage to do so. And as you said, it brought up a conversation. There are people who want the ability to keep their full kit when they level sync. And there are those who say that they don't. Uh, I'm still in the middle of the road on that one because there are good and bad things that can happen when you keep your full kit. And Final Fantasy in itself, Yoshi P, I think they had a reason why they had to make it that way. And nobody had talked about it for a long time. I thought maybe I could just bring it up. It was it was on my mind for a whole weekend. Mm-hmm. I had to ask. I had to ask. <laughs> so we talked about this and obviously we went into it because I am of the belief and I at the point where I don't run level synced content if I can at all avoid it. And so we ended up getting into the long, nice little thread here, uh, talking about it essentially, you know, like yes or no. So I'd love to know, feel free chat. If you want to weigh in, would you like to be able to run level sync content and keep your full kit once you've unlocked it? My theory would be, it would is to have it nerfed. Uh, yes, you'll have skills before they were intended to do that content, but we have that already when Shadowbringers came out. I was, we were running old content and just mowing through it like butter. Like it was just like, it was unreal just how fast things went down. And now when I go and play the game, like I don't want to run old content because I want to keep my skills. I want to keep those abilities and they've pruned some of them from the earlier game. So the earlier game does feel a little bit slower. So I would love to see ultimately this happen, but players are concerned uh, Christian in this case was talking about his concern was like, it would just completely break the older game and make it intimidating for new players. Uh, did you see that, uh, those replies at all? And what do you think about that? Yeah, I was watching, uh, you guys <laughs> from you your both- tower. Like I, <laughs> I see this. Let's see what the internet does. I, I was sitting on my throne of swords while I was, uh, you know, <laughs> watching and placing judgment. Uh, you guys brought up good points and it spread from just, people actually messaging me saying their own opinion on my discord as well. Uh, You guys brought good points. One, I think Christian was talking about how uh, if they saw somebody just plowing through the dungeon with their, with their full kit, it would ruin their experience. But then I think uh, someone who echoed what you said, that it would be great and exhilarating because I want to be able to do my full rotation. Uh, we could be scaled down. Everything will be at a uh, a level potency. So it wouldn't really change anything uh, of me going and level syncing that way. And I'm still stuck in the middle. You guys, like, I honestly think the conversation isn't even over. You guys had a, a very good uh, debate. I'm not going to say argument. Debate. No, argument's a, good... a fine word. But people believe that <laughs> argument believe is like, a ne- it has negative connotation when I don't hold that an argument is just a, somebody making a point, building out a case uh, for something in that regards. That's how I view it. It's like, you know, 
not like a par- uh, like your parents are their parents are having a disagreement. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad that's I'm glad that's your definition. Uh, unfortunately, argument my definition always been yelling, but you know, <laughs> uh, you yeah. guys had a you guys had a conversation that was very intriguing for me to watch because I was I was looking at Christian and what he was saying, and I'm like, wait, what if you did bring down everyone's potency, right? Like, say that. Um, if you were a samurai and you don't, and you, you don't have like, uh, the loss of your abilities, but you're all potency down, what would be the difference? I'm thinking maybe the potency of your attacks will be at a static 100 or 150, maybe, uh, the OGCDs that you get to do because you'll have your full kit. You'll be able to ha- utilize everything you have. You can still empower yourself, but it won't empower you too much, but then, uh, I was thinking, what if all that still makes you overpowered? And rather than experiencing something as a new player, you're just watching this guy thrash the dungeon while they're just literally ball and chain and just dragging you along saying, let's go, buddy. We're going. All right. We're making it to the next boss. I, I, I My counter that. is that already happens. Like that's that is what what happens. People pull wall to wall chain. Yeah. Pull do these things because how of the current level thinking system works together. I, it was really, I, yeah, it was ahead. really bad. Yeah, it was really bad. No, you're right. Because it was really bad uh, with main scenario quests. Remember before they locked the cutscenes and new players came in, they were watching the cutscene and the dungeon was over. Mm-hmm. And I felt for a long time, I was just like, I just want to get my experience and get the heck out. Now I, I understand new players deserve their experience. So yeah, that's definitely not as bad now, but there are new players that do get dragged throughout the dungeon, but I don't think it's as bad. I think it's just... I still think the new player would literally have, and they would unlock new skills, and then they would get to play with those skills and still then be incentivized to run older content with their their newer kit. I just kind of look at it as, since we don't have gear lust in this game... Mm-hmm. Um, that it would be more a connection of like, oh, wow, that's a really cool skill. Like that looks really flashy and, and interesting. And then mathematically, right. like how I would handle it is like, I would go look at the, what's the theory cap of damage and then just say, okay, if this is the ceiling, then you make sure that like from a potency and an adjustment of the, of the output is that it doesn't break that, uh, that ceiling. So you would literally kind of I- implement uh, a soft uh, damage cap on, on anybody so that no matter what they're doing, they can still be practicing their rotations, but you wouldn't actually be increasing the total amount of damage uh, that would be output in a dungeon by any one particular player. Even if you're not, oh, I've got AOEs now. Great. Like we're going to get new. We're just going to cut that, that damage. Cause we know that for this dungeon, I know this is work, but I'm just saying like all in all, like it is mathematically possible to solve that problem and essentially appease both people. Uh, in my opinion, unless somebody thought that the new player experience would be ruined by seeing people do, you know, high level moves. That's, that's kind of an opinion for somebody. Like if somebody saw, if I honestly saw somebody doing a, a cool move that I don't have yet, I honestly would probably be encouraged to push that job that they're playing or, uh, get farther into my level to see what I have in terms of my kit. Uh, the problem though, I would see, yeah, you would have to really run the numbers in terms of like uh what what would be your cap potency 
And what about the utility? What about the OGCDs that you're also able to do? Like for a healer, for a white mage especially, mm -hmm. they have too much in their kit to just be nigh invincible at lower level dungeons, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just OGCD those heals. <laughs> Again, like the heals in themselves would be like, like it would still, you'd look at the theoretical like cap, the ceiling of, of those heals. So if you're like, okay, given that like this dungeon at its current value, you can heal up to, uh, you know, what, what would be like 300 a second or actually that's probably way too high for like a level 17. But you're like, okay, 50, 50 a second. So then anything going out could not theoretically go higher than that cap yeah you could put a region on somebody that's great but that that region's maybe healing one hp you know a tick you know in that regard so it's like it would literally just be like here's the ceiling and not no number can go past it doesn't matter what you're doing so you could literally still you know do your one button skill spam i think that's more damaging to the new player experience and that's just where i fall uh, you know it's not just like what I, my preference i think the new player experience needs more ogcds needs more skills brought in earlier and i think a part of that ends up being tied into that that we'll have to wait and see if they do any more controller work because i'd like to see more skills evolve more ogcds brought in within the first like you know 15 levels just to make combat a little bit more yeah. happy that's just yeah. me yeah yeah, no, because like I said, I, I'm still in the middle of the road with that one. Because uh, when I when you said that, I, I'm thinking uh, if you lowered, if you kept the the potency of the person who's coming down from level sinking, uh, they have the same cure as what another white mage would have if they were there. But then their other moves, you, how how much do they need to nerf that? in order to be fair for lower level dungeons so it comes to the numbers games again however while speaking on that i would love to be able to just do my full rotation at lower lower level dungeons and i don't know if anybody else cares about that would be the other thing because that would be my strict strictly my opinion and i i honestly don't know if it really harms anyone to have their full level kit as long as the potency see not see now you're you're gearing me on one side is this is this what you wanted this is what you, you wanted me to to lean on the side didn't you didn't I, you, you do whatever you want man like <laughs> <laughs> you wanted me to lean on the side i see i see the plot now but it, it would be cool to have your full kit but at the same time i want the new player experience i want the new players to experience the game like they're they're picking up something and they're seeing it and not getting ruined like anything ruined for them right. I, want, like, yeah, I, I agree with that yeah i don't want a dungeon to be like done or uh they're trying to go through a, a raid boss or their first boss um i forgot the name of that raid boss it was so long ago uh the easiest eight man i've ever seen and i i forgot it but what if that was even faster than it was before? <laughs> I just think that regardless that even in the next expansion, it's going to be curious to see with the stat squish, if there is any kind of feeling in that regards, or if it still feels like it's even faster now, you know, just faster, faster, faster in that regards. Now, Aaron even weighs in on this saying, uh, here's where I think the differences are. The newer jobs that came after heaven's word and going back into doing AR content they are completely OP. And I agree oh, yeah. with that a thousand percent. Yeah. And so it's like, that's where, that's where the argument for protecting the new player experience for me breaks down is that what experience are you protecting? Or are you just not seeing that it, it is do, uh, the system as it exists now is already doing that. And then it de-incentivizes players 
from running that content because it doesn't have that. I guess that's one way to break it down. It's like, well, you don't have the skills. I guess you're not going to go run that content. Cause like at the end of the day, like when it comes down to it, if I don't need that leveling roulette, which at by the time, you know, I'm already a couple of weeks or a month into the expansion, I, I typically don't. And so I just find myself as one less person in that content. And we have such a wealth of content. And then yeah. the, I guess that the, the way to kind of then ask the question differently to get a different side of the opinion of chat and you in this regards, if not ARR and say you keep that the way it is, would there be an expansion where you'd be okay with that experience changing? Would you be okay with heaven's word, letting you have all your skills as we go into the level 90 and that gap being even, even wider, or is it Stormblood, or is it something where you'd be like, well, you know, it's fine in Shadowbringers, you can have your skills in that regards. That that would feel kind of fun. Like, is there a certain expansion where that, if you're on the hard no, like, is there an expansion or, or point in time where that, that tips to a yes? I'd just generally be curious. If I had the option, I would say stick with, if, if, if any, if we can keep our full kit from Heaven's Word up, because I think, like, the, the 1 to 50 experience should, it's kind of sacred. I see it kind of sacred because it's somebody's first time playing the game. You don't want to ruin it for them. So when they reach heaven's word, now they're seeing like all the, the extra stuff that they can get into. And that might be a surprise for them. And I don't think it would actually break much because as, as our commenter said before, uh, dark Knight would have broke. It really did. It would have just broken the lower level dungeons. Red mage, astrologian, Red mage, uh, yeah, samurai. Oh. Like it just goes in and it's like, all right, we're done. Gunbreaker. Can you, can you think about gunbreaker being back there and just breaking the dungeon wholeheartedly? It's, it's already the top DPS in terms of like tanking. So yeah, I, I can, I can definitely see where they're coming up from with that. But my, yeah. my, my, my thing on the top of my head and probably the most important is the new player experience. And you know, hopefully it doesn't ruin it any ruin it for any of them. Yeah, that that would be that would be the travesty. Is like, hey, we've done this, and then all of a sudden, yeah, if if dungeons became like a three minute clear, and you're like, oh, you're hoping to experience it. I, I just think that what would be another like hook to get people excited, like, whoa, like I'm also playing Summoner, and this one's bringing out Bahamut, and we're just in Sistage. How do you do? How do you get Bahamut? Oh, you're gonna like you'll unlock it at this point in this you know in the game. Oh man, I can't wait to get that point. Ooh. But it all it, like my argument is yeah is hinged on like looking at a damage and healing ceiling. Somebody in chat was like, oh, if they had benediction, that would break it. Not not really. Again, you look at that healing ceiling and saying, well, they didn't have benediction at this. The maximum they could heal at any one given time uh, would be you know, 200 HP. And so your Benny wouldn't do, you know, more than that in that regards. And then it'd still be on cooldown because that's that ceiling cap. That's how the only way I think you could justify it in terms of old content, you would literally just look at the numbers as they exist now. And you would say, what was the ceiling cap per character? And you could factor in for the time. And it's, you know, it's just a math equation in my mind. Then all of a sudden opens up, allows players to practice their rotations it allows a high level player to go in and mentor a low level player. And at the same time, kind of show off, but you know, everybody's obviously welcome to their own opinion. Yeah. It, you, you would have the plus of like showing something cool to somebody, but there's also the negative, uh, Benny, if we turn it into something else, it wouldn't be Benny anymore. It would be something else. It would be pseudo Benny. It'd be semi Benny. And, mm -hmm. uh, fair enough. If they changed the, the ability, so it'd be that way. 
but then it wouldn't be Benny (laughs) and they can't use it as Benny. It would be an extra healing ability. Yeah. And I've actually, now that I remember, I've actually um, talked about this with somebody who's coming from another game. If I I think there was something similar in terms of having a full kit and being able to go back in dungeons, there was a kind of like a, a negative thought that they had. And I don't know if I should worry about the same, but they said that um, in this particular game, some people got kicked out of a dungeon because they didn't have the full kit yet while they were in that dungeon. And that's that's yeah. toxicity that, you know, you, oh, yeah. you don't want. And, and now hopefully that, that stuff gets reported and those people get those wonderful little suspensions. Like, like I, you know, because like my wife was yeah. bullied and she's like she because her gear wasn't perfect because like we, mm-hmm. we've already seen it and it doesn't exist today. It's like she came in with the gear requirement, like higher than the gear requirement for the dungeon and the healer literally refused to do anything because she wasn't in like whatever the, the cap sink cap for the gear for that dungeon was. And we still cleared it because guess what? His fairy disobeyed and like because it was a scholar and it was like all right we're gonna clear it we could have cleared it much faster if that guy got off his butt but he wanted us to kick him and i was like no i'm not gonna kick you i'm just gonna clear this content with or without you because you know like yeah we're fine like we're absolutely fine i don't know what your this elite you know elite attitude is so yeah i I have a problem with some some people (laughs) it's yeah it's a shame i've actually had some sort of experience with that so when Roman was just a thing. I actually w- went in as a paladin, and there was this one little Tartar who kept doing this ellipses at me constantly because of how I played my tank. Even with full kit, uh, he kept ellipsizing at me. And then eventually, at the end of the dungeon, he said, I will never let you be a tank for me ever again. Get blocked and left. And funny enough, I met his wife in the same exact dungeon in the same exact scenario. And I had to check if I was like, wait, what? I checked and she says she supports her husband and everything she does. I was like, "Uh oh, okay." so I get I see what this this is what's going on. They're they're just a bunch of there are a couple that does this. There's going to be people like that all the time. And it, it it's a shame it's a shame to see i have more hope L- listen i have hope for the community for final fantasy i think we are a, a very nice community especially if you uh go into their different sex uh pr crafter even rating which uh you know i i did say on a twitter before you know negativity is not the right thing to do no not at all and that's what I'm that's what I'm afraid of, you know, the negativity to just spread out and go crazy. So think where can people find you? What kind of what kind of stuff you got planned and where you're working on? Uh well, you can find me on YouTube, Sinkweaver, same name. Uh, you could also find me on Twitch, Sinkweaver, all lower cases, because someone took the caps off my name somehow. Okay. All right. <laughs> and uh I do stream uh every Tuesday every friday and thursday and my plan is to finish this wow video i'm still not done <sighs> well your last several <laughs> videos i've been really enjoying so thank you so much for putting your spin and your content and honestly i think you have a very uh jo- joyful personality when it comes to the content and i like your sense of humor so i really appreciate the work that you've been putting out guys uh be sure to check out his links in the description if you're watching live with us over on work to game also, the link is going to take you to Ginger Gaming Radio for the podcast itself. 
be sure to subscribe over there because in September we're going to be moving the full live stream and all that 100% over on Ginger Gaming Radio. So thanks everybody also for the 14 likes over on Ginger Gaming Radio and also for the financial support of supporting the show in this regard. So we appreciate it. I couldn't do it without you guys. So that's going to wrap it up, guys. This has been the Crystal Core Radio Podcast, episode 85. My name is Brian, and you're Ben Whatever's, and I'm looking for the thing. And then, yeah, there it is. I was like, where did it go? I can't find it. Guys, this has been the Crystal Core episode 85. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you on our next podcast. But until then, take care.